post, like this post on Uniquilibrium's Instagram, what am I talking about? Please like this post, this Instagram post, and maybe even comment Joy in Plain Sight to raise awareness of World Reading Club. It's going to be, this is the first, the first of its kind event for me. I'm launching a reading club, distinctly different from a book club in my opinion, because I'm focusing on reading. <coughs> Not just booking, no, not just not just the books themselves. We can have a book club and collect books and you know read uh, Cliff's notes and and back covers and have discussions about it. No, I'm talking about actually reading the book. Why? Because I'm celebrating the joy of learning through the love of literacy with the first annual launch of the World Reading Club. We are doing our first book focus on. A book called Joy in Plain Sight by Katya Davidova. Welcome to the room, Vlad. How you doing, Vlad? Um, Vlad, hit that, that call button if you want to come up and speak and hang out with me for a little bit. There you go. So I'm going to invite you up to speak. And we're just going to chill out for a little while. Vlad's the man, y'all. Um, this guy. All right. How you doing, man? Welcome. It's good to see you still uh haunting around uh Colin at this time of uh the night, the night. it's what like 11 o'clock for you over there in California or east coast or yeah, west coast yeah. to be exact. my brother What's it's always good to to hear you um uh in the rooms here with the Pangburn crew it was an interesting subject earlier today yeah it was. It's good um, to hear people try to interpret the Bible, and I give them the benefit of the doubt on many things, so, you know. But originally, yeah, I, mean, like I tell people not to offend them, but the Bible was made only for believers. So yeah. whatever people don't understand, I'm like, I don't hold it against you at the moment. So wait a minute. So what you just said, you said the Bible was made for believers? The, the Bible was originally made only for believers. Okay, gotcha. Only for, was originally made only for believers. Okay, gotcha. So when you try to understand it, I'm not I'm not going to say there's not going to be parts to understand. There's just got to be a change in the person in order to believe because the Bible works with people that are of faith. In other words, you believe God. Mm -hmm. So if, if you don't believe God and you have a hard time with these events or the way they used to be, one thing you gotta understand, the Bible is as the genre that you're reading. Like if I tell you, Hakeem, if God says, I am the door, does that mean God is literally a hingy door that squeaks every time you open the door? No. <laughs> no. Those are just metaphorical language, yeah. hyperbole, you know, maybe a simile, things like that, figure of speech, that's what I mean in genre. So yeah. you have to read it like any other English language. Yep. Hey, did you, um, uh, did you know? Have you ever heard of, a, of an author named Emmett? Uh, I think it's Emmett Brown. I think so. Yeah, but oh, no, go no, ahead. No, 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 it's not Emmett Brown. Emmett Fox. I mean, Emmett Fox. Okay. And um, anyway, he wrote a really great book called The Sermon on the Mount, where he All examines right. Matthew in detail. Give me, a, give me a and, second. Let me get my my Bluetooth. Yeah. Yeah, man, do your thing. Give me a second. Don't say anything uh, else. Hold on. Let me. Yeah, of course, brother. Because I'm unplugging my Bluetooth. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about some other shit while you're plugging it. In order to plug them back on. <laughs> All right. 
La la la. I can sing the Smurfs song. Hold on, um, hold on. Because I don't. I'm cool. You're fine. You're fine, Vladdy. Don't worry about it. I'm just talking. I'm talking nonsense like I usually do. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just. I'm just testing my links here. Oh, so um, no, I was just asking about if you heard about the author named Emmett Fox, and he he wrote a really great book called The Sermon on the Mount. That's based um, probably based on the Bible. I, I would like to see how he interpreted it. Right, and that, and that's what I was gonna say to you because of what you just said previously. Uh -huh. um, uh, your your Bluetooth snafu. You were you were saying that you were. Um, you know that there's different interpretations and things like that yeah and, and the thing the thing is that a lot of guys that just come in and say because it, it goes around everywhere you can never say there's many interpretations to the bible okay is there many interpretations to socrates is there many interpretations to homer's odyssey no there's an interpretation and it has to be read and respected in in its context and its genre and from its time I, I could not interpret Homer's Odyssey in today's in today's time. I would I would be totally doing it injustice by redefining terms and everything. You know, that's what the book, um, the Sermon on the Mount, talked about. It said that it said you have to look at it in a couple ways. It said first, you have to understand that it was written a long time ago, and so certain words, just like how different professions have different uh -huh. um, technical terms. The Bible itself is a religious text that has religious terminology. So first of all, you're dealing with a special uh, branch of knowledge, special philosophy, and it happens to be Christianity. And so they have a special language that people speak, just like how doctors and physicists say different things. Um, yeah. Then he said, also, you have to understand that um, a lot of, besides that, um, I forget the other analysis factors that he uh -huh. said, but um, I'll, they'll come to me as I describe this. So he said he took one particular passage that said, the pure of heart shall see God, right? Mm -hmm. And then he says, okay, well, we can't, we, let's take a look at what that says, just that short sentence, the pure mm -hmm. of heart shall see God. And he says, um, he says, okay, pure. Okay. He's like, what does that mean? It's like, we'll skip that for a moment. Let's look at heart. He's like, and then see God. He's like, there's so many things in here that we have to look at. He's like, what does it mean your heart? Does it mean the thing beating in your chest? And he's like, and then does that thing have eyes? And then who has ever seen God? And he says, so this pure of heart, he says, what does that mean? And and so the, he said, you have to interpret it a certain way. So like pure means almost like single-minded, where all you are thinking about, or you're just doing your best to fill up with, with Christ and with God. It's just a single focus where you're just like, you know how I mean because you're a Christian, and I, I I'm I'm not, and so I have to defer to you when you, you know, with these things. So I'm kind of asking as well as I'm making a statement too. Yeah. So, so um, so, so when they say pure, it means like single focus on Christian thoughts. Like, what would Jesus do in this case? What would Jesus think? In the same way, whereas before the Old Testament, you could just have laws of not kill your brother. But when Jesus came, he's like to even think with hate in your heart is to is to commit sin, right? So, um, so that that's the kind of idea of pure of heart. It's like, hey, you even gotta inside your own mind be pure. It's not just behave well; it's think well also. And yeah. Then, and, the, and then, yeah. And then it says heart. 
he's like, if you're single-minded focus, that's like a repetition of your prayer, and that will affect your subconscious mind. And so he was uh -huh. saying that the, the term heart in that time meant your subconscious mind. And he said, and then so shall see God. He's like, so if you're pure of heart and you're single-minded focus on what would Jesus think, and you're thinking Christ-like thoughts, and that, uh -huh. is, that, is, that is planted in your subconscious mind, and so now you're thinking in a more Christ-like way, not only consciously, but subconsciously, and it's affecting your behavior, then everywhere you look, you shall see God in the same way that people who practice yoga, and I don't know if all of them know what they're saying, but when they say mm -hmm. namaste, it means God in me sees the God in you, or the greatness in me sees the greatness in you. So he says that's what happens when you when you purely think and meditate and pray to God, and you're on, on Christ-like thoughts constantly, and you devote yourself to God, and you let Christ fill your heart, then it will be that that purity will be implanted in your heart, which is really another way of saying subconscious mind. And then in everything, you will see God because God is everywhere. So anyway, um, that was my understanding of that. I don't know how much, okay. I know that, that not all of that is accurate to you as a Christian, but that's what my understanding of like different interpretations. I, and different I understand because you, you delve into hypnosis, yogi and all that. Okay, that's understandable. What it, what it means is a pure of heart. We all know we're sinful. Nobody's pure. Can we be made pure? Yes, in Christ. Do we remain pure? No, we don't. Our thoughts, like for example, if Jesus would have said, don't worry about, you, you, after you accept, after you've been redeemed, you sin no more. He would have been a liar because his own Bible says, you know, like if we sin, all we do is go to, to the Father. Like for example, he gave the, this great example when he was washing the feet of the, of the apostles, right? And yeah. I think Peter got ahead and goes, well, no, Lord, wash all of me. He goes, no. Basically, if you believe, you've been washed. But when you sin, because you are going to sin, you're still on this fallen earth with a fallen humanity. And you will be tempted. You will sin. All you do is, is wash your feet. I mean, you just have to be cleansed a little bit. You want to mm -hmm. be cleansed a lot? That's not a problem. But he, Peter got the mis misunderstanding. That once you've been baptized into the blood of Christ, you're set free. You're a new man. Now your nature, you will no longer want to you, to want to um, sin. Uh, very few. You might even see. Well, wait a minute. I know some believers that still sin. Yeah. Well, their Christianity is is in jeopardy, is in question, and they might not even be Christian because somebody mm. that's been born again does not continue in the in the sins that that they committed um, the past. Why? Because as Christians, even if there is a struggling Christian, but they're attending church and, and they're trying to be as faithful and loyal to God, they'll strive to undo in Christ the, the, their sinful nature. They, they will strive to the point of suffering, of, of fasting, of prayer, of, of, of battling spiritually. Okay? The pure of mind is you're no longer dealing with sin. If you hated before, now you love. If you stole before, now you work to gain what you what, what before you stole. Now you work, right? If you if you if you were a miserable wretch, if you were a, a person that was depressed, you come to Christ, now you're a person that's full of joy and love and kindness. If you were rude, a bully, a horrible person, a pure of mind and heart is someone that's broken. Only God could break you. The Holy Spirit that's who Jesus Christ left in his place. 
and he works one, two, three, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Just like Jesus Christ um, gave, gave uh, witness of the Father, the Holy Spirit gives witness of Jesus in his place. He's the one that convicts of sin. So what, what happens, what happens with, with, uh, with, with people as they come to, to the Lord? Well, what happens is with people as they come to the Lord, little by little, there's a transformation. To some people, it happens overnight. They stop yeah. sinning. They stop drinking. They stop whoremongering. They, they, they stop watching pornography. They start sticking, stop, stop sticking their dicks in every woman for a man. And for a woman, they stop whore, whoring around like crazy. I, I, I've seen these things and I've heard it from people. It's beautiful to hear these people actually have peace. Where before they were looking for all sorts of uh, of joy and play in their in their worldly licentious lifestyle and wanton pleasures and stuff like that, so they finally mm. find the peace that they needed, and now the 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 the, the peace the the unpeace which is the chaos that de the devil tries to bring because now they n notice the evil one the, the one that would always the the evil one referring to Satan the old serpent Lucifer. The one that has always, always tried to kept them in, in darkness, kept them blind. Now that they're in the light, their sins is in the light, their, their life is in the light, everything's exposed. So now they're honest enough to say, you know what, Lord, I'm having trouble with this area. Those are the pure in heart. Those are the pure in heart are the ones that are always uh, seeking holiness, purity, always looking for the best in, in, in not only for themselves in God, but in others in the faith. Pure in heart, that means there's no bloody hands. I mean, you're not murdering. You're not hating. You're not murdering. Pure in heart is because you're seeking God to be pure. I am not pure out of myself, so I have to seek the living Christ through the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. I fail. I'll be, I'll, I'll be honest, Hakeem. I fail. That's why with more reason, I have to be looking at Christian programming while, my, <clears throat> while I'm doing work or, or whatever the case, right? Or like today so, that I went to church. Go ahead. So you, you feel like... Um... Yeah, so I so that part I kind of understood then I think a little bit is, is mm -hmm. what you're saying right now is that you have to continually put in your mind the Christian programming and read the Bible and go to church because that's what helps to bring the purity according to Christians, right? Correct. Yeah. Another thing is the, the, the best type of Christianity you'll see usually comes from the third world where we, they don't have all the resources like here, all the commodity accommodations here in the United States everything's available everything's at hand all you got to do is go to the supermarket right if you need to buy food you don't have to wait in line like in communist countries wait in long lines to get a, a loaf of bread for after you wait 13 hours an example or, or or you're not eating 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 mud cakes like the like the little boys and girls are eating in haiti you know what i mean Right here, when when people live by faith, I didn't bro, know about that, but that, uh, that's crazy. Like you said, I I, I know it's it's a it's a type of mud cake out of some type of, uh, I mean, it's it's sad what these children have to go through. But let me tell you, yeah. Christ, yeah. Christians in those environments, bro, are more Christians than the Christians here in America, because they truly have to uh, are forced in a way they force themselves to to become people that fast and pray. They really live the faith. Because they are really needy. They don't have all the provisions. Yeah. You know? If they eat well, if they dress good, and they live and they have their own hut, room, apartment, whatever, it's because God is taking care of them. And they are living testimony. That's why when many of those Christians from foreign countries come to the U.S., and that's like the greatest achievement, they, they are dumbfounded and, and, and cut to the heart when they see 
all the sickness that, that the United States is, all the yeah. pornography, all the men's gentlemen's clubs, all the drinking. Uh, and when they walk into some of the churches and they see some of the most coldest, coldest type of Christian that, really that are, are that are. Yeah, that are indifferent. Yeah, that's what I'm telling that you. That makes sense. I I learned from them. I learned from them. They not yeah. they might not know. They might not have all the theological training and rigor that I have, but they have lived the faith beyond me because they have been suffering. They might be coming from persecution in the Middle East. Like remember when ISIS was going around uh, killing people? They might be coming yeah. from places like that. You know, maybe they might be coming from places of warfare where the Muslims are warring the United States, kind of like Iraq, Iran, you know, all those countries during that time. It's an example. Uh, they might be coming from Nigeria, I think, where it's uh, Boko Haram, right? And, and they've been facing that type of persecution in the face of other Muslims. So when they come here, they, they, they continue in the holiness. Sometimes it's hard for them to continue because now they're bombarded by, by mm. all the evils of the United States, all the commodity, yeah. all the materialism, all the consumerism. <clears throat> and, 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 and again, all the women are more dressed up because of feminism in a way, you know, in, in more tighter clothes. You know, and then they have the standard of don't look at me. Yeah, but you're dressed up and you have a beautiful body, uh, you, you know, very voluptuous bosom, you know. And, 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 and curves and everything. And of course, they haven't seen women like that because all their eyes they've been exposed to in the third world was women that are all fully dressed, you know, kind of like the way the Muslims dress their women. Or maybe yeah. they came from a strict uh, Christian Pentecostal environment where they're, they're ultra conservative. They don't show nothing, which is good. But the problem when they land in places like the third, like the first nations, like the United States, Canada, New Zealand, uh, uh, Australia, they're exposed mm. to the liberalism. So their Christianity starts falling down because they're not practicing the same way. They get fat because they're eating the fatty food of that new country. They've never eaten that much. Yeah. So you get fat, you get proud, you start showing a carnal side of you, you become indifferent. Your true self of the of the of the side that 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 was that was repressed, that was suppressed because the the spirit was winning, it starts coming out and you start showing your true lust. Your, your true love for the world and all that. Hmm. Okay. So when to be pure of heart is to be pure from all those things. It can happen. I've seen people live. I personally can't say I live a hundred percent like that. Not even close. Hmm. I get slapped. I get, uh, I get, I get, uh, uh, metaphorically slapped in the face when I see people like that, it makes me, ju- makes yeah. me jump and say, I should be on that guy. I could do it. It's a little bit hard. But it can be done. And it takes a hey, person prayer. Oh. Let me ask you a question. Do you have Instagram? Not anymore. Not right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm just asking because because I love talking to you. But that's why I started this room. Because I was like, I'm trying to get people to get awareness to my world reading club. Because I'm doing a, a, a meeting on Colin and this wisdom app on October 24th. So I was just seeing if you did because I'm I'm wanting people to go in there and like it. So I'm just, I'm just I won't promise you anything, different... but I'm, I I need to put a new phone number because they they almost closed my my my, well, my listen, Instagram account and I didn't want to use the number that I had used. It's not that I, it's not that big of a deal, Vladdy. I was just asking right now since you're in the room with me, but we can continue yeah. our, our our talk about uh, um, this continuing subject about uh, um, religion. However. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let's do it in another room. Uh, are you gonna be? You wanna be? Are you gonna be around? Yeah. 
You want to close this right. one up? Yeah, yeah, and and just right. just put another one that we can have. Uh, what what do you want to call it? Let's make a, a crazy name for the room. What do you want to do? What do you want to talk about? Let's make it a Vladdy one. Wanting, wanting to know the Christ. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna end this one, and then um, I'm gonna put start the room wanting to know the Christ, and we can chill for a little bit. You got him. All right. Later.